When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 at the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thursday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. I am John Schmelt, joined by Jonathan Casillas, former Giants linebacker and special teams ace. The phone number for you, 201-939-4513, hashtag Giants chat. Get in touch with us, and we'll talk some Giants football. Jonathan, as they get ready to take on the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm very happy to have you on the program today. Because they Ravens have a quarterback that probably poses more problems for opposing linebackers than any other quarterback in the league, Lamar Jackson. So put me in the shoes of Tay Crowder, Jalen Smith, Landon Collins, whomever else is in that Giants linebacker room and defensive room this week as they're getting ready for Lamar. The defense got their hands full. That's for sure. I just had a conversation just now. Like Lamar Jackson is still Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. He's still Lamar Jackson. He's still throwing the ball down the field very accurately at times. At times. He did miss two deep balls last yeah, week. At times. Some, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it look effortlessly and it's beautiful and it goes down the field. And sometimes it goes a little errant, you know, a little high. But that's what we want to happen. <laughs> and then on the ground, there's no one that plays that position that runs the ball better than him. He's unbelievable. And he literally gives defenses nightmares. And as a... As a defense, I would think you would try to spy him more times than not, and you would be tasked to spy him. You got to have a plan. And you probably spy him with a safety, right? Not a linebacker because you want to match the speed? I want to say yes, (laughs) but he is a running quarterback. He's not Mm -hmm. just like a scrambler. As you know, he's he's going to run the ball as well. He actually gets more of his yards on design <clears throat> runs than he does on scrambles. I mean, he's incredible. He, mm-hmm. he he when you do that, you add an extra blocker. You know, because usually the quarterback is the handoff guy. So you take the handoff guy away. He's the one with the ball. You add an extra blocker. In. You're playing true eleven on eleven football. That's hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So that creates that dynamic, and there's no one better in the league that runs the ball as a called run. Better than Lamar Jackson, even for a scramble. Anybody that tucks the ball when they run, nobody does it like Lamar Jackson. They're going to have their hands full defensively this week. And it's – let me tell you something. It could get ugly, but I think we have the right defensive coordinator to do it. Well, he's seen him in – he has put his players on a field against Lamar Jackson more than any other Mm -hmm. defensive coordinator in the league. You saw him in practice for years. So – 
he at least should have a clue. Then again, Lamar knows what Wink's going to do too, so I don't know how that goes back and forth also, right? That's true. It does definitely goes back and forth, but I think as a coach, you have an advantage, I think. Okay, explain why. Why do you think so? Because when you're with somebody for so long, you're in those meeting rooms, both offensively and defensively, you know, when the team, uh, excuse me, the coaches meet together, you're in there. So he's hearing about Lamar's negatives, mm, about the statistics, about interesting. You know, what he does well, and then all teams self-scout. So he's a part of the self-scout of the Ravens when they was figuring out what do other teams do against us to stop us. So it's almost him hearing what how Greg Roman is preparing Lamar to work around Lamar's weaknesses and accentuate his positives, that's going to help win game plan against him. 100%. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. And you got to take, you know, in football, you got to take any advantage you can get. Oh, that so makes us, sense. us having Wink over here on our side is definitely an advantage for us. For us. And, and I think we're going to take advantage of it like we did last week. Yeah, so they're not the same type of Ravens team, Jonathan, that you played against, right? That Ravens team, year in, year out, was the best rushing team in football, right? Because they had a dynamic running back, a, you know, grinded out, powerful offensive line. They're not running the ball as much as they used to. This is much more of a passing attack, and then Lamar works off of that. You mentioned they still do a lot of that read option stuff, and a lot of that is Lamar rushing inside, actually, and he turns that into big plays. But, you know, J.K. Dobbins is still coming back off of injury. I think he's actually looked pretty good. I don't know why they haven't given him more of a load because I think he's a damn good running back, to be quite honest with you. He almost split the snaps half and half with uh, Kenyon Drake last week, and Drake was more of the passing down type of guy, and he was in that for that entire final game-winning drive when Justin Tucker kicked the field goal. But this is not the same Ravens offense where they're going to run it 40 times and gain 200 yards. They're, they're not that good on the ground anymore. No, I don't think so. But, like, you know, whenever Lamar has the ball, like, all that's out the pitcher. You know, it's, oh, it's yeah. he is the best player on the field. I was more referencing the running back part of the situation. <clears throat> I know. Situation. I, know you, I know you were. <laughs> but in, in that go, I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with their offense, how the running backs do. But this year, I think they're they, – I don't know if they need to open it up a little bit more. You know, but that's that's what they're choosing to do every game. <clears throat> and it's putting Lamar sometimes in not so great of positions, you know. And I don't know what the identity of this Ravens team is. I don't know if they know what it is yet, to be right. honest with you. I, I don't know. And, and we don't want them to find out against us. <laughs> you know, we don't want that to happen this weekend. It is, Jonathan. They have, I'm going to say, as many, but nearly as many issues at wide receiver than the Giants do, right? Rashad yeah. Bateman, who was supposed to be the number one, he didn't play last week with a foot. He didn't practice yesterday. Right. I haven't seen what's happening today yet. Uh, Devin DuVernay, who's a speedster from Texas, he, I think he's in his third year, if I recall properly. Um, he's he's played well, 17 catches, 226 yards. But after that, the next highest wide receiver in terms of production is six catches, 49 yards, Demarcus Robinson. So this is not a big wide receiver team. Oh, but I didn't mention Mark Andrews, who... Yeah, I was about to say, don't forget him. Who might... I actually think he might have surpassed Kelsey at this point, but they're neck and neck in terms of best tight end in the league. Oh, come on, don't do that. The guy had four touchdowns last week. I know he did. I know he did. (laughs) But, dude, Andrews, 32 catches, 349 yards, 11 yards per catch, four touchdowns. That guy is Lamar's go-to player, and he's a heck of a heck of a receiver. You know, all of the quarterbacks now. I think the quarterbacks that have success, I think they all have a tight end that they go to. You know, every and I think this is for a while now. Huh? I think this is for a while now. You know, you gotta have a tight end in your offense to make it dynamic. 
tight ends make your offense dynamic because, you know, they're really close to the old linemen. They're in there with the D linemen and the linebackers. But some of these guys are really wide receivers that just have bigger bodies, mm-hmm. like Kelsey. You could put Andrews in that conversation as well, given bigger body, really good at running routes, really good with his hands, can find the soft spots in the zones very, very well. And the the, the chemistry between Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, you might put that compared to Kelsey and Mahomes. Sure. You, you can compare that, but he's not. Okay, he's no, not he there yet, be. in your opinion. Okay, definitely, fine. definitely. And we talk about numbers alone, but Kelsey, man, he is different, bro. We're not talking about him. We're talking about Mark Andrews. And you can use that tight end as a chess piece and a mismatch maker, right? You get him on a linebacker, it's over. You know, he's bigger than a lot of the safeties out there. You know, Julian Love's a great player, but, for, you know, I've, I got to look what Andrews, you know, his uh, numbers are, but he's got to be four or five inches taller than yeah. Julian, 30 pounds heavier. And then throw in the fact that, I feel like having a tight end with a dual threat like Jackson is important because the minute you start worrying about Jackson, you're a linebacker, that's when the passing lanes for the tight end kind of opens up, right? So for, for a linebacker, does that play off when you're trying to worry about the quarterback running, but then you got to worry about a great tight end like Andrews too? Is that an even bigger problem than having a big wide out? Yeah, yeah 100%, especially because he's in a box, so you're incorporating him into your vision, into right. your run fits. And sometimes they give you bad reads, the tight ends. They do it on purpose. Like, you know, they counter across knowing that the ball is going opposite side. You know, they they even literally show you your their hands like this just to distract you a little bit. And then they go. And then, yeah, and then they out, <laughs> you know. So, they and they, and, you know, uh, Baltimore, they do a good job in moving him around a lot, you know, uh, off the ball, split out. Like, they do a lot with him, and that just opens up the door for their offense. And, you know, with uh, the – the problems they have at wide receiver Bateman being out. I think Duvernay's a good receiver. No, he's I think solid. he's been there for mm-hmm. a few years and he's been doing very well. He's explosive. And then their running backs are solid too. Uh, I thought Drake was a wide receiver at one point. And I'm like, oh, that's that's Drake. That's Kayon Drake. <laughs> I know him. Well, he's wearing one of those single digits. Yeah, the single digits. Yeah, they always throw me off. I know, me they too. Always throw me I still off. haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. I'm never going to get used to that. I like it though, but it throws me <laughs> off for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's just talk very quickly about the the Ravens defense here, Jonathan, before we get to the phone calls again. It's 201-939-4513. The Ravens, I, you know, you talked about them trying to figure out their identity on offense, right? I think even more so on defense. You know, week two, they give up 550 yards to the Dolphins, 460 through the air. Week three, the Patriots now, and I know you're a former Patriot, but look, they're not, you know, super-duper explosive offense here, right? 447 yards. 302 through the air. And you're like, oh boy, what's going on? Mike, you know, Mike McDonald is the guy that replaced Wink Martindale there. But then the last two weeks, all right now, Josh Allen and the Bills, just 326 yards, only 200 yards through the air. Now, that was a bad weather game, still impressive. Then last week, Joe Burrow, the Bengals. Burrow, just 190 passing yards. So, but at the same time, the rushing yards have gone up that they've allowed. So I feel like they're still trying to figure out what, they're good at and what they're not and how they execute it. And I think they're probably better. You know, they're ranked like 28th in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're better than what the numbers would indicate based on what they did the last two weeks against some pretty talented offenses in Buffalo and Cincinnati. It's like a bend but don't break type of defense. A lot you more know, zone, yeah. Giving up giving up some yards, but then also being opportunistic. They're plus five in, in turnover differential. So that is the you know the reason why they have a – a winning record right now is because of that. 
you know. So that is the most important stat. Those numbers can be very deceiving. Running, uh, uh, passing, passing yardage, rushing yep. yardage. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, Dallas, uh, they were like leading the league in off- offense, passing. It was like 5,000 yards Dak had, and they weren't even that good of a team. That's because the defense was giving up a million points, and they had to throw right. it 50 times to keep up. Yep. You know, so I believe the, that was two seasons ago. The, You're 100% the, right. The numbers can be a little deceiving nope, at times. Mm-hmm. I always look at, when I was looking at the numbers, I look right down to the turnover ratio, and they're number two tied in the league, and they're number two in penalties. So they're not turning the ball over, and they're not beating themselves. Oh, really? Right? So they, they, they have the second fewest penalties. I didn't even see yes. that. No, that's a good number. So, okay. so you know, out there on the field, you know, they're, they're making mistakes and missing tackles and blowing coverages, normal defensive stuff, but they're not beating themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not getting the penalties. You know, once you see a team turn the ball over a lot, getting a lot of penalties, that's usually like a, a, a start of a bad sign. You know, it's like a yeah. downhill from there. And 11 takeaways, John, you mentioned a tied for most in the league, plus five overall. Eight interceptions, which is also tied for the league lead. And that goes back to their two cornerbacks, right? Yeah. You know, Marcus Peters. He's playing good football right now, too. And no one's better at reading the quarterback mm-hmm. and making plays on the ball than a guy like Peters. And then Marlon Humphrey is more of your traditional kind of man-on-man corner. Yep. And, you know, I looked at, you know, PFF tracks coverage schemes over the year, right? And I don't like using their grades, but I like using their numbers to show what teams are doing. And I, if I remember right, I don't think the Ravens ran one specific coverage more than 25% of the time. So mm. it's a little cover one, yep. a little cover zero, a little cover two, little quarters, little cover three. And they mix in single high, two high, zone, man. So they seem to really be trying to to make the offense guess. And I think you put that together with those ball hawking corners. You yep. know, Marcus Williams, who's a really good safety. He's yep. out. He's not going to play. But they got Chuck Clark back there as a good player. Yep. Kyle Hamilton was the first round pick out of Notre Dame. Talented player. I think... Put that disguise in with rotating coverages and then ball hawks. That's probably how they've gotten to that eight interception number. Yeah, hundred percent. And sprinkle that in with their pass rush. You know, you got yeah. JPP. He's back getting sacks early. His first game, by the way, he's played like fifty-five snaps. <laughs> yeah, like I, saw I remember him. when he was with you guys. Remember he, that year you guys had all the injuries and like Spags was playing him like ninety percent of the snaps. With and this is the year he with came back with, with no. Yeah, he had with one the- hand. <laughs> JBP is a tremendous talent. Let's block him so he don't have a homecoming here at MetLife. Please. Justin Houston didn't play last week. We'll see if he goes this week. Good veteran pass rusher. They have a great front up front defensively. So that allows, you know, they got a young uh, Patrick Queen, a young linebacker yep. who had an interception last week, can make a lot of plays. Odafe Owe, the edge rusher out of Yeah, State, I'm not going to really try good. to say his name, but it sounds better when you say it. So well, well when, he came, when he came out, he was Jason Owe. <laughs> and then when he got to the league, he went to Odafe Owe. So, I like that. Yeah. It, that sounds cool. I don't think I can say it, though. I'm going to leave it alone. Okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. And, uh, you know, two guys that you know I don't think get talked about enough because they're in there doing the dirty work a little bit. You know, Clayus Campbell who could be a Hall of Famer one day. If he's not, it's probably because he's been overlooked. He's that good of a player. Yeah, 100%. He's like seven feet tall. Yeah, dude, he's a monster. Like, if Giant fans remember Chris Canty back mm-hmm. in the day, he's very Chris Canty-ish, yep, yep. except probably an even better overall pass rusher. And then Justin Matabikwe next to him, who has kind of come along. Mm-hmm. And those two guys are second and third, I believe, on the team in pressures. And, Jonathan, we've seen this year, the Giants have had some issues with interior pressure. So, Campbell... And Matabikwe are two guys that the Giants are going to have to block up this week, not just in, in the pass game, but in the run game too when they're trying to get the ball to Saquon. Yeah, 100%. Um, the number one thing for D-Lyman is to get to the quarterback. You know, like that's the number one thing. 
Defensively, you always think stop the run, but those D linemen, they want to rush. They want to rush the quarterback. Is it different, though, against a team like the Giants with how much they've run Saquon? Does uh, that change? No. Ask JPP. <laughs> Ask JPP. He only talks about sacks. That's all. That's all they care about. And by the way, JPP was actually a pretty darn good run defender, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. But they only care about sacks. Sacks get you paid in this league. You know? Like throwing touchdowns. You know, it gets you paid. Yards, eh, touchdowns, yes. Wait, 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 wait. You mean people aren't putting the highlights of setting the edge up on Twitter after these Not games? Not too much, no? bro. It's, <laughs> look, man, they, they, you know. Let this me, is why Carl Banks isn't in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Let he me, probably should be because well, nobody puts highlights of setting the edge up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like the Giants to, to take the approach of pass to run this week instead of run the pass. Let's open up the game a little pass happy. All right, you want to do a little play action early? Yeah, because I think it'll catch them off guard. Everybody knows and thinks we're going to run the ball. So let's not run the ball in run situations. We can keep the percentages the same, you know, whatever that is, 55, But pass when they think you're running and run when they think you're passing. Yeah, I always think you mix it up. Like you said, the Ravens defense is, you know, multifaceted. They mix it up. I would like to see them mix it up. And I think the Giants have been doing that. I feel like the play calls have been different every single week. They've been doing different plays. A couple weeks ago, it was the 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 hand. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah, option. Yeah, the the the, the, yeah, I got the magician work <laughs> from Daniel Jones. You know, we are on camera, but John's doing a lot of hand yeah, motions yeah. right now <laughs> for the people that are listening to this. He looks, he it was like David Copperfield was, over here. <laughs> And then, and then last week it was it was more of a a straight rollout breed option with Saquon doing a little mm-hmm. wildcat in there too. So there was a lot of wildcat last yeah, week. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. like I think you know Kathy was doing a job and mixing it up, and that's what you want to do. Like you don't want to go out there and line up and just try to beat people. Yeah, like I just think defenses are too good now. You know they they're not gonna allow you to do that. You know, especially as early in the season, everybody's still playing hard. Maybe week 16 when nobody's playing for nothing. But that right now, everybody's still playing their hardest. So you're going to get everybody's A game. And you better believe when somebody from a, a team comes back in the stadium to play, all of the guys that are around him are going to try to play for him. So look for some stuff coming out that D-line from Baltimore. And it's their old coach, so they want to kick his butt too. <laughs> John, I did not tell you I was going to do this, so I apologize ahead of time. Uh-oh. But I'm going to have you look at this play here, and I want to see why this was effective last week. This was Saquon's um, long run, okay? If I Am I coming to you? Or no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm moving the monitor to you. I got okay. you. This, this way you can stay on mic and talk about it, okay? Yep. Can you see it okay? Yes, I can. All right, so as you can see, this is Saquon's Wildcat. Wildcat. Mm-hmm. And I thought what was interesting here, and I talked Tackle about this. Over. It's an unbalanced line, mm-hmm. right? First thing you saw. So you got Glowinski, Neal, and Andrew Thomas on the right side, right? And only Bredesen to the left of the center, and then Bellinger next to him. You're going to see, and hopefully that will work. It's not. There we go. There we go. Now it's moving. Um, so you'll see that they run away from it. What Running does that— back to that, the beginning. Start yeah, over. I got you. Absolutely. Yep. I got you covered. So they're going to run away from the unbalanced line. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that play and you see what they're trying to do there, John, is that getting the defense to think they're going towards the heavy part of the line and then that creates some angles for your blockers on the weak side when you run away from the heavy side of the unbalanced line? I'll run it back again for you so you can see Yeah, it. it's, it's, it's not really about thinking. 
it's more of like aligning that way because you have to align that way. Yeah, so you're aligning shading towards the heavy side of the line. Because you have to. And then, right. and then also because it's a, it's a tackle over, it's an unbalanced set, it's hard to get lined up like that, you know, especially the first time you see it in a game. Even though you practice that stuff, it's a little – the D linemen are a little bit slower to get down. Mm-hmm. So then, like you said, thinking – so then you get down and you think the, the you know, the overloaded side because you got the extra tackle over there. Yeah. The run's possibly coming from the left. But when you – when D. Jones sit back and looks at it, he just counts numbers. He just counts numbers, and that's the way they run the play. Right. I don't know if they have – two plays drawn but i know if they do have two plays drawn he just counting numbers count right, from the center over to the right center over to the left whoever yeah. has more numbers then go that way and so fans understand it's all about math and angles right mm-hmm. it's math with the numbers you want to you want your out blockers to outnumber the defenders mm-hmm. right but when you talk about when you line up defenders are going to shade towards the heavy side yep. doesn't that yep. also then create the angles for your pulling center for your blocking down tight end for your receiver to block down on some of those guys that are shaded to the heavy side, that could then help create that alley, right? Yep. You create natural leverage by unbalanced set. Natural leverage. That's mm-hmm. a great way to put it. Yep. You create natural leverage of the defense by unbalanced set. So you have to understand what they're trying to do to you as a def- as a defense, you know? You line up. You have to protect the strong side because you can't leave DBs with tackles blocking them. They will get destroyed. <laughs> These are tackles lined up at tight end. These are 320-pound mm-hmm. men who, if you put somebody who is 180 pounds in front of him, not a running start, he will get destroyed. Like There's literally mm-hmm. no chance. So you have to balance out your defense somehow, you know, and then the Giants just took advantage of the play. Yeah, and by the way, on this play, fans, if they go back, you can check out my, uh, my, my game film review uh, on the Giants' website from earlier in the week. The – the cornerback's literally like running away from Daniel Bellinger yeah. as Bellinger pulls around on, on the corner. I, I, th- I think I think it was Jair Alexander. I'm not sure which one it was. It could have been Jair. It could have been somebody else. That corner wants no, no part, part of that tight end, dude. He's like, he, it's one of those like, I'm going to backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. Okay, now I have to hit him. All right, fine. And that's how Saquon ended up getting the big run. All right, let's get to it. 201. I just wanted to get your take on that play because I thought it was a very interesting play design running away from the heavy set there. And then Matt Breda had a nice block and Fliciano on the pull too. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. 
All right, Giant fans, join us on Sunday, October 16th. Giants and Ravens as the team celebrates Latino Heritage Month. Presented by Ford, arrive early to partake in several plaza activations, including food, sampling, salsa dancing, live music, and celebrity artist DJ Camillo performing during pregame warmups and select times throughout the game. Limited tickets are available. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. You had a chance to talk to DJ Camillo this afternoon, right? Or this morning? Yeah, we was lit, bro. You guys have fun? Yeah, we was turned up. He he, ready to go. He re- so so Camillo is uh, he's been doing this. He's from Queens, Colombian cat. He's been doing this for a long time. Like before, I even was going to the club and seeing him out. Now he was on the radio when I was a child. I was like 14, 15 years old listening to Camillo on the radio. Was he ninety seven point? When yeah, he was ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a long time, heavy hitters, and he's DJing. He's DJing the game this weekend. So look for the game to be lit from the beginning. Well, pre-game show with me and you. Oh, and the pre-game show is going to be yeah. lit, by the way. Pre-game show with me and you all the way through to the end of the game. So, so Howard and I have schemed this, by the way, because I did the show with Howard on Tuesday. So he's going to come in, do the segment with you guys like usual in the second half of the pre-game show. Lance is going to ask him. I haven't told Lance this, but I'm, I certainly haven't told Paul this. Okay. So Lance is going to ask Howard the first question, and he's going to say, Lance, I want to see Paul Dottino Salsa. <laughs> And he will talk to the DJ out on the stage beforehand to have the music ready. So I need you to back up Cross to get Dottino to Salsa on stage. I'll get him. You're in? I'll get him. And right. I, I kind of said something to him about it earlier. And I was like, I can't help you, though, because I got one leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so can't I salsa. Can't no, salsa. You can't salsa. So you can't no. be like, JC, mm-hmm. if you go, I'll go. Like, yeah, no, no, Paul, you're on your own, buddy. Well, now, I think maybe you can try to get Lance to do it with him. Ooh. I, I'm not sure Lance's, you know, I legs think Paul operate. would do it. I don't know about Lance, though. I'm not sure. Lance, Lance is kind of like an automaton. I'm not sure if he's programmed for his legs to move that way. But you guys can try. Hey, he might surprise us, man, and bust it down I for us. I don't think he will. <laughs> <laughs> I went to college with Lance. He don't got it. No, he don't got it. <laughs> he don't got it. <laughs> he don't got it, bro. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so, but you and Howard will have to peer pressure both of them All into right. salsa dancing at the stage, right? Okay. Just, okay. just be ready for it. All right. All right, here we go. 201-939-4513. David in Michigan is up first. David, what's going on, pal? Uh, first of all, I went to college with Paul and Bob Papa. Oh, you I were at Fordham. I, I know how you can get Paul to salsa. Uh-oh. Wine coolers? <laughs> you have to change. You have to change it to Latino Heritage Month <laughs> instead of Latino Heritage Month. Latino Heritage Month. That's not I bad. Like that. <laughs> uh, I like that. Hey, I want to say, JC, you are really terrific. Um, a a really good follow to Fiegels. Thank you. And uh, congratulations on the gig because we're all happy about it because Charlie was going to be the alternate. No, no, David, trust me, he was not. And, and by the way, Je- <laughs> Jeff who? I didn't catch that name. What, who? Yeah, see, no, well, I, J- I, JC is, has replaced Beagle. I know. I, I, was, I, was, I was making a joke that I forgot about Jeff. Oh, uh, okay. So, <laughs> hey, guys, I got two questions. Um, one is, on the wide receiver room, um, is there any cap room uh, left to sign, you know, maybe one of these guys from Carolina? You mean trade for him? Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> not, not really. You would you would probably have to make another some type of move here. Remember, every time, David, the Giants put somebody on IR or activate somebody from the practice squad or sign someone from the practice squad to the active roster, that shaves off more cap space, right? Because if you're on the active roster, that's a lot more money you're making than if you're on the practice squad. So, you know, 
they don't have that. I mean, you can obviously restructure somebody's contract, the Leonard Williams, something like that, if you have to. Uh, and, you know, that means they get more money up front. I'm sure they'd be amenable to something like that. But in short, no, not right now. Uh, could they do something with that? Sure. But I think you also have to ask the question, like, are the Panthers trading DJ Moore without getting a first-round pickback? Mm. DJ Moore's really good. Yeah. He had two straight 1,100 yards years. Yeah. And look, and, and I'm excited about the year. I'm not sure I'm so excited where I'm moving future first either. I'm not sure I'm yeah. doing that. I'm with no, you I, 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 I absolutely agree with that. But I get two Cappy-related questions. First of all, I was never, from day one, I did not like the drafting of Kadarius Tony. I thought that he was too small for the NFL and that he would always be hurt. Or, But I read something this week, which I don't remember hearing, that he actually asked for a trade over the summer, is that right? No, no. There was there, there was a report out there that uh, that happened, but it that that was just one report and never got confirmed or anything like that. So, if you want to believe that one report, you can. But uh, my understanding no, I, is, is that that did not happen. All right, I, I would trust. I, I would absolutely go with you guys uh, over one, you know one stray report. But here's a guy. I, I gotta ask. Here's a guy who. From and you, you, you guys are on the inside. I, I'm not. I'm just a fan. And but he just doesn't strike me as a guy who wants to be here. And and I'm gonna confess that I am a lunatic fan. My favorite player. <laughs> At least you admit it. My favorite <laughs> players are the guys who are sort of the unsung role. I'm like the only guy I, I've ever heard of who has a Dave Tollison jersey. Dave Tollison, nice. nice. I like it. And and swear to God, I have an Alex Bachman jersey. So I, you might need some help I, too, David. But that's okay. <laughs> okay my question, here's my question: I know Bachman is not Jerry Rice, but here's a guy who played his guts out not only as a wide receiver but as a special teams hawk, and and we can't find a place for him on the fifty-three, but we do find a room. For Kadarius Tony, who's done nothing for us, Galladay, who's done nothing, and I realize Galladay's making a lot of money, you can't cut him. But, um, but you know, other guys who just aren't contributing, Bachman seemed to me like a guy who would contribute all day long and twice on Sunday. Well, David, first things first, they, from my understanding, and again, this was kind of alluded to by, by the Giants, never was official or anything like that, but they did offer Bachman a chance to get on the practice squad, and he decided you know, he's been here. I get where he's coming from, too. He's been here three years. He's never gotten a chance, so he wanted to look elsewhere, but he also hasn't signed on anywhere else yet. Oh, so Okay, I was wondering. He is I was not wondering. On, is at least last I checked, unless, unless that's changed in the last week and a half, I have not checked recently, but he has not signed anywhere else yet. But in, in all fairness, the, the reason why a lot of these guys are on this team, and I'm talking about the receivers, specifically the receiver group, is on potential, Right. That's why Kadarius Tony was a first-round draft pick because of potentially what he could become, right? The reason why we signed um, from Detroit, um, Galladay. Galladay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my memory is not the greatest, guys. Please forgive me. He's the perfect replacement for Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Because of potential, right? Off of what we saw him do before, right? And and look, Bachman, he was. I loved him because he's a special team guy. Mm-hmm. He was making plays all over the field. But it wasn't. It was preseason, right? We talking about preseason, right? 
We, we, I'm nodding. This is me nodding, right. folks. I mean, yes, is, it, is it more than preseason? Am I missing <laughs> No, he not, I don't something? Think he, I don't know if he ever right. took a regular season so, snap. He didn't do anything for the Giants either. <laughs> you tell my Kadarius Tony didn't. He didn't either. And and I hear you in preseason, but also it's very vanilla what they're running. It's very easy to comprehend. And he's doing it. And he's doing third? it against thirds and guys that aren't on guys that rosters. aren't making teams. Right. So mm-hmm. take all that into consideration. And I hear your point because he played I, four NFL games, has one punt return and four kick returns, no career NFL catches. Okay, so. Clearly, he he doesn't really have NFL experience, right? But I hear your point because we want guys that look like they want to be here, that enjoy being on an NFL roster, that play like they do, that play like it means the world to them. Like we see, I think, other guys – uh, Johnson, the guy we we just activated, Marcus the receiver, Johnson. Mm-hmm. Marcus Johnson. I didn't even know who he was, but he was playing so hard, and he was going after every ball, and he was blocking well. Like, I hear you, bro. Like, I'm with you, but like, the reason why those guys, first of all, we're not bringing in no more receivers. Our receiver room is already too deep. <laughs> we got to get rid of somebody before we think about. Doing anything. Like, and there are two more guys in the practice that's, squad. That's Kai Polk and Clue Pimpleton, too. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There is guys. First of all, our receiver room is insanely deep, especially for the guys that aren't even contributing, that we thought were to contribute, like the guys that we mentioned. We're not bringing in extra guys. We're not. I would love to see all of a sudden they figure this thing out. Galladay, Kadarius, Tony. They figure it out. I hope you get Wando Robinson back this week, too. That would be a big deal. I'm not putting him in that category oh, yeah, because he's injured. Right? He's injured, right? And these guys, well, they've so kind of been on the Tony's injury Kind of been on the injury list, but they were healthy, too, and they weren't playing. Galladay more than Tony. Right? Tony, okay. I think, Pearson, has Tony been active for a regular season game yet? I don't think so, right? He wasn't active at all I don't this year? think he was active for a regular Maybe the first one? I'll have to double-check that. But he, he's been... He has been, been hurt. On an yeah, bug. he's been hurt. And then last week he comes back from his hamstring, practices once. So this is two weeks ago, I guess now. And then mm-hmm. hurts his. Tweaks it again. Tweaks the other one. He tweaked the other hamstring. And 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 it's always it's that's the thing with Tony that's been so frustrating for him. Because look, you know the you've seen the physical talent, John. He gets the ball. He's like a ping pong ball, like he, he, a pinball. You he, can't tackle he him. He moves very similarly. To Lamar Jackson, he does the stopping goes that he can do, and they're probably similar sizes in yeah. terms of weight. To be honest, like, with I you. haven't really seen anybody replicate the stop and go like Kadarius can do it. But how many times have we seen it though? He's playing. He played one game <laughs> against the Panthers. Remember, he had. He, I remember he you got know? the. He, he he had the play where they're going to let him throw it. And yeah, then he didn't. So, look, I'm not. I'm never going to sit here and say. You know, this guy, I know, he, he actually did play in two games. He played week one and week two. My bad. You're 100% right, Jonathan. Good call. Um, I'm never going to sit here and say a guy doesn't want to be here and like, he's not trying, he doesn't want to be on the field because I don't know what's going on yeah. in the training room. All I know is that Tony's here. He's rehabbing. And I've talked to him. He says he wants to play. He was here for most of the spring, the entire summer of camp, wanting to play. He just has not been able to solve the injury bug, man. It, I feel bad for the kid. but Yeah. He he has to he either has to figure out a way to stay healthy or figure out a way to play through whatever injuries he has because yeah. that's the only way to get on the field. It is a combination of both though because number one you have to take care of yourself you know what I mean as much as you can injuries will happen but 
it's up to really like the trainers are can only do so much for you. You know, like they open themselves up before practice, they open themselves after practice, and they make it mandatory. But like, are you really doing extra when you go home? Like, you, if you have a bunch you of calf and hamstring injuries, in. go do like, go go do yoga, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you got like You got to do a little bit extra than what the Giants offer you. You mm-hmm. know, you have to do that. I'm not saying he is or he or he's not. I have no idea what I he's doing. I don't know. Yeah, but if. If I was him, I would be doing as much as I possibly can outside of the Giants facility to get back on that field. But, you know, it is what it is. But like I said before, we're not bringing in any receivers. We already got like 13 receivers, <laughs> and none of them play special teams. Not not the top guys, at least. Sills does. Right. And the, I think Marcus the, Johnson the last the, week. The middle that. and the lower guy. But yeah. Kadarius Tony, is he returning kicks? But he's not playing teams. Galladay's not playing teams. No, you're right. Right? Mm-hmm. We need teamers because – we kind of struggling in the special teams department a little bit. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, should I do Joe North Carolina next, Pearson, to try to get him in? Let's try to squeeze him. Joe, you're in North Carolina. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, good. Uh, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Joe. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jonathan, just want to say, yeah, I too, I think you're you're uh, really doing a nice job. So welcome aboard. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, Daniels uh, play action. Ability and it really it strikes me because we're doing a lot of rollouts, you know, with the play action and his ball handling skills are, I think, pretty good. And I think that's uh, something that he isn't getting credit for because I, I think some of those fakes are pretty good. I know, John, you are making a big deal about his ball handling in that Chicago game. And yeah, and, and I think the other thing too is that off those play action passes, he hasn't been hesitant to run it. And right. I know fans are worried about right. that, but he's such a threat to run. Like, he's not, you know, he's not making these Aaron Rodgers throws where he's rolling out right and making these, like, 18-yard small window pass. Mm-hmm. He's either running it or throwing an easy, like, seven-yard pass to right. a tight end. And he'll get and rid of working. it now, too, though. Yeah. I've, I've seen him throw the ball away. And, and that was the whole, for me, like, I always saw the talent in Daniel Jones, especially early on when I watched him in that first training camp when he was when Eli was still here. I remember that. And I was like, okay, physically the kid has the tools. And then I watch him do interviews. I'm like, okay, he has some intangibles that'll help him have success here in New York. Mm-hmm. And then it always came down to decision making. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> you know, like and then and then now I've seen it looks like like look, if you make a decision quick, even if it's wrong, you got a you got a chance to win. All right. You know, even if it's the wrong decision, if you make it fast enough and you don't hesitate, you got a chance to win. And I think that's what Daniel Jones has been doing. I think his decision-making, he's not hesitating, you know. He's so deliberate about what he's doing, and he's doing it right away. And he's a big guy, knows how to run. He just doesn't know how to get down and protect himself. <laughs> I'm going to say this every week until he gets it right. Because he had another late slide last week that ended up getting him hit. Every single game, bro. Watch the difference <laughs> between Lamar Jackson and him this weekend. Lamar right? never gets Lamar hit. Lamar runs all the time. He only takes a hit when he's going to deliver it against a DB. He don't take hits from linebackers. He don't take hits from D-linemen. He does not do that. You know why? Because it's suicide on a football field. You don't go against these big guys that just wouldn't want to rip your head off, bro. They just like they're licking their fingers, bro. Like they watch the film. They see you struggling getting out of bounds and struggling getting down. They know they can hit you, so they will hit you. 
So please, God, bound Dan Jones, please. Thank you very much. So I, I did a little, <laughs> I did a little play sorting here. So, uh, and again, uh, Cole, do you have anything else before um, uh, before I jump to my little stat here? No, no, good. Thanks, guys. No, thank you, Joe. Appreciate thank the you. call. Um, PFF allows you to sort for like rollouts and play action. So play action rollouts this year. Daniel Jones has had 19 attempts. He's completed 17 of those for 155 yards. So nothing crazy. Average, you know, less than 10 yards of completion. No touchdowns. No, he has two touchdowns in the red zone, but he has no what they consider big time throws, but also no turnover worthy plays. So those types of plays are just generating very easy run quick pass decisions and to your point he's making those decisions quickly he's putting the defense in a bind and he's executing them I think you combine the where he's at right now in development with the roster that we have especially at that wide receiver position Mm -hmm. I think that's what you kind of got to do I think 100% look I think they're getting the most out of Daniel Jones right now and it may not be those numbers that he put up his rookie year when he you know that Tampa game when he exploded he got like 200 and 200, he killed that game. You're not seeing those numbers anymore, but what you're seeing is wins. You're seeing wins, and that's what you haven't seen from Daniel Jones. So as a fan of winning, (laughs) as a fan of the New York Giants, please, if Daniel Jones is winning, lay off of the guy no matter how he looks during the game if he's winning games. Yes, because look, he's not putting up big numbers, but, and this is going to sound weird, fans aren't going to like it, this offense is not designed to put up big numbers through the air right now. No. It's designed to move the chains. We don't have we don't have the arsenal to do that. We don't have the receivers. Our O-line is not that strong enough yet. It's better in run blocking than in his pass blocking and, right now. And, and mm-hmm. the combination of the play actions and the run plays is literally what's driving the success of the New York Giants offense. Preach it. That's it. That's what's driving it. The ball handling is taking it to another notch. And Saquon... Averaging how many is he averaging now? Is it six still? Probably went down a little per bit. Per carry, I can check that. He's still averaging over five yards a, a carry. He's getting the game. He's getting the ball multiple times, double digits a game, and he just broke one. Right, I'm a linebacker. He just broke one. I don't care what the old lineman's doing. If Saquon's heading towards that line of scrimmage and he's getting the ball fake, I have to honor the ball fake. Five and a half yards per attempt. Yeah, he's five and a half. A, it's a, damn good. You know, and he's getting a lot of carries, you know. so And then he can catch the ball too. So you have to honor the fakes. You have to have your eyes on the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. And then when you fake the ball to him, it causes a little bit of hesitation. Just like Daniel Jones' side. You don't want him to hesitate. Defensively, you definitely don't want to hesitate. And that play action with Daniel Jones ball handling, that causes pause, hesitation, and a little bit of conflict. He's executing what the coaching staff is asking him to do. And that might not be, you know, Tom Brady throwing it 40 times a game or, you know, anything like that. But this is the game plan that the Giants think gives him the best chance to win. And frankly, I think it's proven out that it is, given that they're four and one, right? And he's executing what they're what he's being asked to do. So when you look at how he's playing, you can't look at the total passing yards. You can't look at the big-time throws. 
You just have to you have to just look at is he executing the game plan, and that's what he's doing so far. And I think he's done a a, a really nice job of it. Now we got to see what happens when he's asked to do more because we don't know. Because at some point, look, Jonathan, you know how this goes. At some point, they're going to go down two scores in the game. Yep, and, and it's going to be it's all on Daniel Jones. No more play no action, more straight drop, yep. three four wide, and deal with the pass rush. Go make some plays in tight coverage down the field. That's a whole different conversation and story. We have not seen him. I don't think have to do that once yet this year. No. Really, not really. Nope. So. When that happens, we'll learn something more. Yep. But right now, we know he's able to execute what they're asking him to do. Yep. 100%. I had a point. Oh, man, I lost it. Sorry, I talked uh, too long. That was my bad. It'll come back to me. I'll bring it up. You got another caller coming in? Uh, yes. I will read a piece of copy. Maybe you'll remember. The Giants' official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants' mobile app. Marco in Connecticut is up next. Marco, what's going on, pal? Hey, John, and uh, JC, uh, welcome to the BBK family. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. Hey, uh, guys, I got, a, I got a question. It's kind of a big-picture NFL question that um, I think pertains to the Giants. Um, you know, it's, it's got to do with coaching, last, especially the last few weeks. Actually, you could say the whole season for us, where we've seen just high-quality coaching. Versus in the past where we really haven't had the players. And once, we've, once our injuries have mounted up in the last few years, you guys know that we, we just weren't able to compete in a lot of these games. Yeah, Marco, and, I, uh, and I'll say this too, and I think just really quickly, I think what a lot of people don't realize also is that, you know, the run blocking of the offensive line, but more importantly, Saquon Barkley, you know, that's what's made the difference this year. Because the, honestly, with the passing game, they're pretty much doing this year what they tried to do last year. Like, it's the same deal. Play action, short passes, protect the ball, play conservative. The difference is that you got Saquon Barkley with six plays of 29 yards or more when that didn't exist last year because he wasn't healthy yet and the offensive line wasn't blocking well enough. So that's what's made this strategy successful. Saquon's ability to turn short run, you know, runs or short passes into big plays, and that's what's made it work to a different level this year uh, when maybe the last yeah. couple of years it hasn't. Now, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. You didn't interrupt. And it's, it's like it totally – I don't want this to sound like I'm disagreeing, I'm disagreeing with that the players – are not the reason for the um, the quality play, and it's more so the coaching. But I mean, I just know in years past, in a game like that, where you know, last week, Dayball, the coaches went in there and totally outcoached that Green Bay staff. Um, they outschemed them. They it, it really they they just had a leg up on them the entire game. It seemed like even when they were down. Why do you uh, say that, Marco? In, in what way? In what way? Well. Especially in the second half, they just looked like they were dialing up the right plays at the right time. You know, Wink, Wink has this reputation of he's going to blitz until the wheels fall off. Um, but he knew when to call it, especially at the end there. He's got, we got players running in. They look so coached up. They're running in. Although they're trying to get a hit on the quarterback, they're running in with their hands up. Uh, they just they look more coached up this year. No, that's fine, that's but Marco, I'm not sure if that's necessarily out coaching the other team, though, too, right? Like, let And look. Maybe this is part of it then. What happens if the Packers decide to run it on one of those third and fourth and ones? Mm. Which probably is what they should have done, right? right? I mean, what if they sure, do that? Sure. And, you know, the biggest play of the game was that Dexter Lawrence sack, right? To Huge. To finish that? Mm -hmm. Dexter was one-on-one yeah. -on -one with the guard and just whooped the kid's butt. Like, is that coaching or is that Dexter Lawrence just going out there and making a play? That's Dexter Lawrence making a well, play, right? So, I th look, it, the coaching matters. It's a big part of it. But 
the players are, are coming in and making some of these individual plays, too, and I think that also, Jonathan, makes a difference. What? Yeah, for sure. Ah. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, uh, John, John, Jonathan and, uh, and Schnell, I'll, I'll hang up after this, but I was curious. Yes. I, I don't know if you guys commented on this uh, earlier in the week, but what what do you think of Ron Rivera's comments about Ooh. his quarterback? Did you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. They, they asked him. And, no. and so, I, not, I mean, I'm not so much about how that registers in the locker room, but, I mean, what a statement to make. He just, re, re, like, responded right away, and he said, it has to do with the quarterbacks. No, I and went back. I'm, I'm, go ahead, Marco. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm going to jump off after this. I just, I heard that point, and I've been watching the games this year, like always, and I'm like, man, what is it? Is it, is it more the players? Is it, is it, if you have a high-quality coach, are you going to be in all of these games? But for him to make that comment, I'm like, yeah, man, you know, quarterbacks we know are so important, but. I wanted to call on a day when Jonathan was going to be in because I, I really wanted a player's perspective too. Marco, so, so why don't you answer Marco's question first there, Jonathan? Well, that's a great question. And um, when I heard it, I was like, sheesh, that's – Now, if you listen to the full thing in context, mm-hmm. he does talk about how, well, you know, he just got here. They've built around Dak. They've built around Jalen Hurts. And it's a little bit different. So it wasn't as rough as yeah. it sounded initially, but – it was the yeah. pause after the quarterback. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but, so what's the difference? Quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> then he waits like six yeah, seconds and then he yeah, it's continues. Like a dramatic yeah. pause. So just go ahead. I'm un- sorry. Let him understand it. Yeah. Um, from as far as everything that I've heard from Ron Rivera, that he's a straight shooter. Yeah. You know, and and he's probably said that to him before. You know, like maybe not in the same exact terms, but he's probably said, you know, you have to play better. You know, and if he says that to him in his face, then I'm okay with that. If he's a person that says, you know, honest in the quarterback's face or anybody he's talking to, and then he goes to the media and says that because he's almost he's almost throwing him under the bus. Oh, yeah. No, not almost. You know, yeah. <laughs> you not know, almost. And he definitely, he's, he's right. You know, he is right. It's definitely the quarterback play because obviously, like, Daniel Jones, we didn't talk, this is what I was going to say earlier. Daniel Jones, turnovers, they're so down. Mm-hmm. I think it's like half a turnover a game compared to like 35 turnovers a game he had before. Either way it goes, is turnovers are down. That's one of the huge, huge things for the New York Giants. 
is that we're plus one in the turnover battle. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So that's my point. So balance. I, I brought it back. <laughs> Players coaching. I'm always one, and I drive the fans nuts because you know what happens. The team starts poorly. Everyone wants to fire the coach. Mm-hmm. I think if you fire the coach, then everything's going to be fixed, right? And that's just kind of the way people think. And the way I look at it, and this is, I think this is what I've learned being here for a long period of time. It's a player's league, Jonathan, mm-hmm. right? Look, the coaches help on the margins by putting the players in the right position. And I'm not discounting the importance of coaching. It is very important. But in the end, you got to have the horses. Like, you don't see teams win Super Bowls without some of the best players in football on the roster. That's just how it goes. Yeah. And I've seen really good players carry a mediocre coach. I've never seen mediocre players carry a great coach. Mm. Like, has Bill Belichick won a Super Bowl since Tom Brady left? Mm. I heard that. I haven't. And look, I, and look, Bill Belichick's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best coaches in football. He's the man. I have nothing bad to say about Bill Belichick. But can't he's not winning a Super Bowl with right. Matt Castle, he, right? He's I mean, not winning as many games either. And, that's not his, and again, that's not Bill Belichick's fault. Right. Because it's, in my opinion, still a player's league. I mean, I think that's Josh Allen's fault, too. He is in, <laughs> yeah, he that, is in he a division helps. with Josh yeah. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. But I, it's definitely the combination. Like, people always ask, is the, is the Patriot way Brady or is it Belichick? The truth is it's both. No, it's, of course. The truth is it's both. You know, however, maybe a little more Tom, maybe a little more Bill. I don't know. But if it wasn't for Bill, it wouldn't be no Tom. It wasn't Tom. Well, Bill would be Bill, but he wouldn't be – how many rings he got? Eight now? Nine? Pearson, how nine many? Rings? Pearson, how many they got? got seven guy. as a Bill? coach. Yeah, Be- Belichick. And then two with the Giants? Two with the Giants. Oh, any more than that? And 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 how many is a head coach, Pearson, with the Patriots? Six. Six. He has ten, though, right? Is he ten? No, I, think, I think it's eight. If he has six with the Patriots and two with the Giants. He doesn't have any more, though? I, I don't know. I don't think so. He, he, certainly, he certainly didn't look that up. Because he was I an assistant coach. With the Giants, but wasn't he with the Patriots too? Am no. I tripping? No, I don't. No, no, I don't think so. That's Parcells. That's Parcells. Yeah, well, yeah. Bel- Parcells was the was the head coach for both teams. So, yeah. Bill Belichick, Super Bowl titles. He has the six, and then I believe he has the two, with two, the Giants. Uh, two with the Giants as a coordinator. Oh no, wait a second. You're right. It says ten. Hold on. Here's why Bill Belichick was wearing ten huge rings at the Patriots ring party. Um, but, 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 let me see if CBS actually lists which ones that he have. What's the team? Um. Okay, so six there. Oh, AFC Championship rings. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Sorry. No, I'm surprised he still no. kept those. Yeah, me too, right? <laughs> At some point, you're like, eh. I'm surprised you give those away, those. right? That's funny. <laughs> All right, 201-939-4513. But, yes, it's obviously a combination, and really good coaching will help players play better. Yeah. They put them in a better situation. 100%. I mean, I'm sure you've been in situations, right, where you're able to do your job better because the coaches put you in a better position right yeah like it just goes hand in hand you know like mm-hmm. you, like you said you know you're not gonna win too many games with great coaches and mediocre players like this not gonna happen you know you need good players to win and you need good coaches to win consistently it's a great way to put it you know and to have a culture of winning and and what we established here in new york what dave all established here in, here in new york he established his culture, which I don't think any of the coaches in the last six years have done that. I think he established his culture. Yeah, he's had everybody bought in. Well, at least mostly everybody. I don't know about the receiver room, but mostly everybody's bought in. You know, and I think that's what you see on Sundays. You know, you see these guys playing for a reason, playing with confidence, playing for each other. You know, playing, you know, for 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 the tri-state area, like. 
you didn't see that in years past. Mm-hmm. And it was it was hard as a fan to watch a lot of games. Try you know? doing these shows every day, bro. I know. <laughs> like me, I was home. I had spirits and medicine I could use, you know? <laughs> I'm at the stadium now. It's like we all I have is my all I have is my own sweet iced tea, dude. That's all I got. We're struggling now. It's gonna be a long day for me. But yeah, man, like you 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 see it. You know, it's a combination of our players, our good players playing well, you know, and our 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 guys who's whole our guys are winning one on ones. We talked about uh um Evans losing um one on ones against Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about Evan Neal losing one on ones, and I think he's been doing a good job. A lot of our guys are now winning their one on ones consistently. And I think that's because of coaching. Right. Right? It's not Evan Neal, he's good, but you can't go against one of the best premier pass rushers in the league for the last five years, playing and playing out and only getting chipped a couple of times. You know, you're gonna get victimized, which which happened. So what do you do as a coach? What do you do as a player? You put your player in a better position to win. And or they've done that. They've chipped more on that. In side a better now. position to not lose. Yeah. Right? That's what they're doing. They're putting the Giants in positions to not lose. Correct. 100%. And look, this is the last thing I'll say on this topic. And I wrote about a huge thing. If you guys go to Cover 4 on the website from the thing I posted on Monday, I make a huge point of how coaching is a huge reason why the Giants are where they are. But I made sure at the end of my little page-long story, I wrote this, Jonathan. Like, where as good as Kafka and Dable are and as fantastic as they are, if Saquon looked like the Saquon of the last two years, where would this offense be? We might have one win. Maybe. Right? Maybe. Maybe. Against Maybe. the Bears. Yeah. It's, right? it's definitely driven through Saquon. Right. Definitely. And it's his special, <clears throat> unique talents. And again, this is not taking it away from the coaches. Coaches need special and unique talents to, to win. Right? Yeah. yeah. You need that. So it's a balance of both is, is, is kind of my point. Yeah. And, and Saquon, you know, if his year continues – he will probably be the best running back statistically this year. I always thought he was one of the most talented kids I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, 100%. Coming out. Yeah. And then I watched him. You know, I always do stuff in the community. Yeah. I was doing play 60 with the New York Giants his rookie year. And a lot of other guys that were around, some guys that I was former teammates with, some guys that I knew, some guys that I didn't. And it was, you know, I was there for the whole, you know, thing throughout. And – there was no cameras around when he was doing this. And Saquon was staying a little bit longer when all the other guys left. And I'm sitting there doing my interview because I'm, you know, kind of the host or whatever at that point. Mm-hmm. And he's over there <laughs> playing catch with the kids. Right. You know, no cameras on him. They, they had the cameras on him before, but the cameras left. And it's just him. The dude's a great dude, man. Now he gets it. He's a great dude. He gets it. He fully understands it. And he's bought into what Dayball's selling. And I think he's selling that to the other guys. And they're responding to him. He is a leader. He was a captain his rookie year. Like, the kid is tremendous. I hope he stays healthy. Knock on wood. Doing that really loud so you guys can hear it. And he, was, he has the shoulder now, by the way. So Right. You know, but that happens. Little yeah. nicks and nacks. He came back in the game. Always. Made the big catch. You're getting, you getting 20 touches a game. You're going to get a little banged up. You know, but mm-hmm. let's stay in the game. Let's get treatment. Let's get the rehabs going on. Let's get a little extra going on. Let's get some sleep. Let's hydrate. And let's go beat Baltimore this Sunday, fellas. Let's go. All right. By the way, Paul Dottino had a practice today. No Kadarius Tony. No Kenny Galladay. No Jason Pinnock. And no 
Jihad Ward, I guess. That's the only ward on the team, I suppose. I think it was, is, is it Jihad? It's Jihad. 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 <laughs> Jew. I think it's Jew. I think it's Jihad. Jihad. I know it's spelled J-I, I think it's right? Jihad. Jihad. Shoot. I believe. Right, Pearson? Jihad? Yeah. I got that right. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> limited today. Saquon, Darnay Holmes. I think he came out of the game with the quad, if I remember right. Dory Jackson had the knee. Uh, Chris Myrick, the tight end. Ojalari and Leonard Williams trying to come back. He does not have... They did not practice, all of those guys? No, they, they were limited. Okay, they were limited. limited. They were limited. Gotcha, yes, gotcha. yes, yes. Uh, Paul, come on, Paul. He does not have Wondell Robinson listed on that list. Boy, come on. Tatino's got to be more detail-oriented here. Pearson, we got to put that uh, a demerit in his file. We got, that, him okay? on a, we got him on a watch list, like available soon list, or what, what, what we got? I would feel really good about Leo this week, and I would feel pretty good about Wondell, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but then you also kind of got to look on the horizon a little bit and see who we got next week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a division game. No, it's not. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Oh, I'm th- I'm I'm a two weeks ahead. You already about Washington? I'm two weeks ahead, bro. <laughs> Dude, that, that's five weeks I'm, ahead. I'm two weeks ahead. <laughs> no, who we got after that? It's at Jacksonville, at Seattle, home versus Houston, home versus Detroit, then at bro, Dallas. I am ne- tripping. Ne- next division what am I game talking is about? next division game's Thanksgiving, bro. You just skipped Halloween. You know what I did? <laughs> You know what I did? Because I just did a show and we were talking about Eagles versus Cowboys. That's what I'm talking about, man. I'm thinking we play the Eagles. I'm a little slow sometimes. <laughs> That's all right, sorry, dude. Guys. All right, we got two more calls. I'm sorry, guys. I hope that was a good conversation for you, though, and you enjoyed that. But I know we had to uh, put a timeout on the calls there for a second. Let's go to Tim and Charleston. We got Tim and Brandon. We'll get to both of you. Tim, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, John, Jonathan? Um, just one, one comment on your, on your your uh, comments, your opinions on the coaching versus players. I agree with you overall, and especially the teams that, yes, are the, the heavyweights that go to the Super Bowl and that kind of thing. I absolutely agree with you. But, you know, when you look at – when you see guys like uh, uh, McCord and Lane, the first time Lane made a play, I looked at the TV and I was like, who is this guy? I didn't even know he was on the roster. And you know you got to give not just not just Dable and Kafka and Wink, but you got to give credit to the position coaches who have these guys coached up. Because when you got everyone seems to always be in the right place at the right time for the most part. I mean, for the great part. And and to do that with your first stringers, second stringers, third stringers, and practice guys, squad guys who just got elevated. You you got to give a lot of kudos to the coaching staff for that. No, hundred percent. So I know you're on a time limit. So the other couple of quick things I'll say, and I'm I'm a broken record here, but we got to get an interception. We got to win this game on turnovers, um, you know, because we're not we're not going to go forever without giving one up. So we need to pull a couple out of the hat, um, and I'd like to see one of our first interception. That'd be the nice. other thing I'll say. And by, yeah, by, the, by the way, Tim, Lamar Jackson's not a dump-down yeah. guy. He will put he, the ball in danger. He'll throw one to us. We yep. just got to make the play. 100%. Yeah. I know. We got our shots against him, hopefully. But the other thing I'll say is, like, on those last three plays, the two from the seven-yard line or six-yard line, wherever the hell it was, and, um, and that, that last play when they sack-fumbled him, I'll tell you, you know, the guys on the two plays down at the goal line, the front – seven the blitzers the front seven or eight in the second case they were all blocking every passing lane yep. and they were all getting up in the air as soon as as soon as uh, uh rogers cocked his arm and that that takes discipline to not be trying to just get to the quarterback 
but to defend the pass. And every guy was jumping in the air. And that, again, is a kudos to the coaching. And on the last play when he got sacked, I saw the, the end zone view of it, and he's running around, and every time he makes a turn and turns, there's somebody coming at him. And the, the defenders were shifting and changing lanes and, and keeping him in a box. And, and, and I, lo- I love that stuff. And, and the last thing I got is after Daniel Jones' performance last week, and we already heard from him this week, I tried to get in ahead of him, but I couldn't. But somebody needs to Charlie tell, tell Charlie. I shut him down, Tim. FTFU, I shut him down. I know, but I know you did and, and, and Howard does and you all do, but, but he's just got to give it up with Daniel Jones. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, come on, you know, get, go, go start, go start, go start bringing back another offensive lineman who retired 10 years ago or something. <laughs> so, you know, stop talking about Daniel Jones, Charlie. Thank you, You Tim. know, start talking about something else. Thank you, guys. Appreciate I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll be on every day. Thank you. Charlie tried to bring William Beatty back to the team like four years after he retired. He, he, he had an odd obsession with, with Will Beatty, which oh, nobody man. could understand. It was odd. Let's go to Brandon in Baltimore. He's last up on the show. Brandon, what's happening? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. This is my first time kind of listening. You got a great show. You got, uh, got some real insightful information on the Giants and just good talk in general. So keep up great work, man. Thank you, Brandon. What do you um, got? No problem. I'm a Ravens fan, and um, I really think – I really feel like Wink, um, Wink has added a lot to your defensive culture. Um, you guys are playing hard. You're playing fast. You're playing physical. So I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, there's two superstar-level talents, Lamar and Saquon. So both of them are going to make plays. I really think the key for you guys is going to come down to Daniel Jones. Um, our secondary, even though we've been giving up a lot of yards to a couple of teams, we are locking it down a little bit more the last couple of weeks. We did good against Josh Allen, did good against Burrow. So I think it's going to be hard for you guys to consistently win on the outside. So Daniel Jones is going to need the – to use his legs, get between 50, 100 rush yards. If he can get close to 100 rush yards in this game and kind of play off uh, Saquon with read option, play off the uh, play action, I can see you guys beating us, to be honest, because you got good coaching, and Saquon is, is a game changer. So um, I think the Ravens will win by three. I think Tuck will kick the field goal to win at the end, but I do think it's going to be a good game, and I think you guys definitely are, are headed in the right direction. Real impressed with the coaching staff. No, I appreciate the call, Brandon. Good stuff, man. I love we're getting the opposing was, teams now. Yeah, that was a good little breakdown, though. I love it. That's great. I like that a lot. And and you know what? He talked about somebody we didn't talk about. The kicker, man. Oh, uh, yeah, we got to talk. See, see a, this is what happens when Fegels isn't here. I don't talk about kicking. Is, he, that's my fault. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Go ahead, I man. I mean, this, this guy's a stud. He's a machine. This guy's like a... Second, third round draft pick on a on a, on a good, uh, I guess a bad draft. Uh, you draft, you got you got a guy that's gonna win you games. Like you know he's gonna win you games. So, dude, there was a, I don't know if you saw the uh, next gen stat from last week. So on Tucker's, I'm not sure if you heard saw this either, Pearson. But on Tucker's game winning kick, it was so much down the middle of the goalpost. If the goalposts were a yard and a half wide. It still would have went in. in. That's wow. how right down the middle the kick was. Wow! How about that? Is an unbelievable stat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we got a good kicker too. Good oh, no, Graham's he, awesome. He, he missed one. 
It was from a little far. No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that far that he. The no, one it was that partially he blocked too, right? He got the one oh, blocked. He, he yeah, got it blocked. That was okay. blocked. That was he got, he got that was blocked. That was right? the only Pearson? one that I no, seen. No, I, I think I think he did miss one in the Bears game. I want to say in the wind. Game. I think. A, yeah. Okay. Right. It was yeah, a yeah. Bad, It was kind of a bad miss. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, I was like, yeah, good knows our guy. Oh, he's great he's, though. He's, he's been, solid. He had those two he had multiple fifty-plus yarders. Me, he's me, the reason we beat Tennessee. Let me tell you something. Such an underrated position in the NFL. You know, a lot of games are only decided by like three, four points. Not every, even, maybe Jonathan, two, three points. Every giant game has been a one-score game this year. So you got to think, one. kickers are kicking the ball multiple times a game. We're talking about extra points, which are a little bit further than it was years ago. Mm-hmm. The field goals are, you know, are always, are always coming in. And a lot of coaches are making judgment calls for their team depending on their kicker. We saw um, – Denver do it early in the season. You know, we see a lot of teams that live or die by their kicker. Yeah. Baltimore is one of them, and they got a stud over there. So, if it's a close game, they got the ball late, and they in field goal position, just call it a loss. Just call it a loss. He ain't going to miss. And that's like, you know, in, anything inside of 60. Like, miss, maybe, even outside, maybe even maybe, inside of 65. Maybe about 60, right, 65 <laughs> in you, you got to you hope that wind's whipping sure. on Sunday, dude. That's Which what it you does in MetLife. So hopefully it's on our side. Jonathan, this was fun as always, my friend. It's a pleasure, man. And check us out on the pregame show on Sunday, 1130 WFN. If you're going to the game, come to MetLife Central. Jonathan and Howard will get Paul Dottino salsa, and they'll try to get Lance to dance too. Which I'm again, I'm not sure his, pro- I'm not sure he's received the software update in order to dance yet. <laughs> but maybe, maybe we can get that done before we get there. For Jonathan, I'm Schmelk. Thanks for joining us on Big Blue Kickoff Live tomorrow. It's Lance and Paul at 12:30. And don't guys remember, don't call up and tell them we're doing this to them. This is a secret. They don't know, so don't say anything. We'll see you tomorrow at 12:30. Adios. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.